everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is July 6th. It is 2022. We have eight baseball games that we're going to talk about here today. The DraftKings main slate. FanDuel does not have a slate up, so we're just going to talk about the 7 o'clock start. And hopefully FanDuel does the same. If they include um, the early games, they're not the greatest games that like maybe stack uh, the Mets against the Reds, but that's kind of it. So we'll have to see what Fandle does. But joined today by my buddy, man. This is uh, I always like doing podcasts with my buddy uh, Dave Potts. Cheese is good. What's happening, my friend? Not too much. Happy July. Happy 2022. Uh, whatever year it is. Um, it's a good little slate here. Uh, like you mentioned before when we were talking, it's, it's the right size slate and. And we've got uh, we got some of everything. We got pitching, we got hitting. Uh, it really is kind of the the right kind of slate um, for for everything. So I think it's the first slate. This, I think it's the first slate this week that we've had a couple elite pitchers. We're, we're on yeah, the back end of the we're on the back end of like starting rotations right now. Yeah, the last two days have been really dicey. Um, so this is this is nice. We got. We got four superstars, um, and if we end up getting those earlier two games on FanDuel, you add in Otani too. So it's it's a bunch of good stuff. Yep. So uh, before we get into talking about this slate, um, and look, what's funny is like we talked yesterday about just how rough the pitching slate was. Like Jose Quintana is currently the highest scoring pitcher at twenty fantasy points. So um, against the Yankees, so. Before we get into breaking the slate down, I have I have one quick question for you. Um, we haven't chatted a lot, haven't had a lot of crunch time um, crossover. I have to know, without giving any spoilers, on a scale one to ten, what were your thoughts on Maverick? Have you not seen it? I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh come on. Yeah, I, I'm just making. I was you. Yeah. Uh, you scared me for a second. Um, for me, it's like a nine. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I truly loved it. And I, I don't even think it was all just nostalgia. I mean, I think it was an actually good movie. Yeah, I like I, I've done that like YouTube dig after like going to see it and like watch some behind the scenes stuff. And it's just it, it shows how incredible the movie was, how much work went into the movie and like the actors and stuff. And it was great. I loved it. I'm a huge I watch Top Gun at least once a month Um, I'll, when I'm working late night on nascar stuff on the weekends i'll throw on like days of thunder or top gun and just like listen to it in the background um because i hate sitting in the office with no noise but yeah i i thought it was well done well done and and, like a lot of people are comparing it to the first one i don't know if you necessarily can i I think they are both just really great movies yeah this one could like even with all the you know the things that were connected you could have watched this on its own without having seen the first one and still love it yeah. And then the other thing that I like really, really liked about um, Maverick was just the technology over the last, what, 30 years has just come so far. Um, they were talking about how like the cameras worked inside the jets and stuff. And it's just, I mean, it shows it was just, yeah. if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend if you're going to go see it, see it in the theater because it's just so good and you'll love it in the theater. Oh yeah. Uh, so all right, we're going to talk. I was curious because we had talked about it because we were giving Dean crap um, because he was like, oh, I have, Top Gun's a terrible movie. And I'm not like, no. Um, why are people so excited? Yeah. 
So we had talked about it before. I just, I was curious, but let's talk some baseball. Like you said, this slate, we got everything. We got hitters, we got pitching. So we get started here. Texas at Baltimore, Glen Auto going up against <laughs> Watkins. Um, nine and a half total, slightly favored to the Texas side, but both teams, I mean, it's really a pick em game here. Let's start with uh, Glenn Otto, 6,100 against Baltimore. Any interest in him in this spot? Uh, completely zero. Um, can't have less than zero, which is what I would have if they would let me. Um, I mean, it, it, he's like the last four starts in particular, the whole season's been awful. The last four starts, more walks than strikeouts and going, you know, just a couple in. Like he's horrendously awful. I, I, I still think he'll figure it out eventually, but. Sure ain't happening yet. He's the type of guy that I like to stack against. He just walks, oh, yeah. walks so many people that like big things happen. Um, against Washington, like he, what was it, six runs and like two innings or something, and that stack just shot off. So, no interest for me with you um, on Glenn Otto. The other side of this game, um, Spencer Watkins. I mean, again, this is a guy with a huge walk rate, very low strikeouts. Texas offense isn't great, but I mean, I can't make an argument for either one of these cheap pitchers today. No, absolutely zero interest. Like Watkins has been, you know, better than Otto. So whoop de doo but no, <laughs> no, just no, stop it. That's not saying much. Um, I mean, yeah, the dude has a 6.4 XFIP. He, his walk rate is almost higher than his strikeout rate. And I mean, 35% hard hits on top of everything like that. Yeah. Texas bats. I mean, you're not going to like some of the names you're going to be clicking in this stack, but I think overall, like Josh Smith should hit lead off. He's 3,600 low is a guy with some power in that six or seven spot at 3,900 Cole Calhoun. We know he has a little bit of power and then you kind of get the heavy hitters with Garcia, Seager, Simeon. Um, what are your thoughts here on Texas as a whole? Um, I very much love it. Very much love it. Um, the way Watkins pitches, you can expect the lefties to either just get a pitch to hit or get walked. So there's going to be base runners. And then he gives up the hard hits to the righties. Um, so, like, I mean, I'll play Garcia on his own. Um, but there, there's no reason he should be expected to get anyone out. So, like, the, the Seager-Garcia uh, mini stack with feel free to just load up uh, whoever around them, Calhoun, Simeon Smith, whoever catches. Um, but it, it's great, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, I love the spot for Cole Calhoun. He's a guy where when he's making contact, it's typically hard contact. I mean, and when you're facing a guy with a 10% K rate, he's not going to miss many bats, and I think we're going to get a lot of hard contact here from Cole Calhoun. Um, quietly 10 home runs on the season. Not a ton, but – how much have we really talked about Cole Calhoun this year? Um, so yeah, he's got power. It's really perfect. Both him and, and Garcia are like when they face the low strikeout pitcher, it's just perfect. They both hit the ball hard, hit the ball in the air. Um, yeah, love it. And then, I mean, the other side of this game, we're picking on Glenn Otto here. Um, I mean, not only is this just a spot where we can load up uh, against Glenn Otto. If Hayes and Mountcastle don't play, we're going to get some cheap bats here for Baltimore. And this cheap, this stack overall is going to be, I wouldn't say free, but it's going to be very cheap. And I will say, like, Adley Rushman 
was really cheap on FanDuel on Tuesday. So, you know, he's someone that is a catcher over there. Love playing him on FanDuel at his, like, I think he was like 24, 2,500. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, and I think that on DraftKings, just because Mullins is priced so high, people aren't really going to want to play him, uh, but he's totally worth it in this, in this spot. And you can get, you can get Mullins, Rutschman, and at one of like Santander or Mancini, and then just put in a couple of these cheap bats, depending who they are. And yeah, both sides of this game um, are fantastic. I'm going to throw out a random name at you here. Um, Ramon Ureris. Um, This dude has a massive hard hit rate. His biggest issue is just strikeouts and facing a guy like Glenn Otto. I like looking for these types of matchups. Um, 45% hard hits for Otto against righties this year. This dude has a 46% hard hit rate. Contact made here is going to be hard contact, and he is 2,700 should hit in that fourth or fifth spot for Baltimore today. Yeah, he was hitting – like the batting average is low, but he was hitting under the radar pretty good before he got hurt. And uh, now that he's back, he's free. So, yeah, and very possible he hits fifth again. So, yep. Dave, we don't care about batting average. No, I, <laughs> I, I sure don't. But you know who does care? People. <laughs> um, uh, it's I hear about it so much when he recommends someone. He's hitting two twenty. Yeah, everyone's hitting two twenty, and they're fantastic. Yeah, like <laughs> what's Judge hitting? Like two sixty with thirty home runs? Like <laughs> who cares? Yeah, it, it's it's the least relevant stat in in baseball these days, especially on the DFS side of things. I mean, you don't care. You're looking at the individual matchups more than you're looking at what is his batting average. Washington at Philadelphia, eight and a half total in this game. Josiah Gray going up against Aaron Nola. Um, Phillies are a 205 favorite here on the two books that have this lineup. Uh, Josiah Gray, 8,200 going up against Philadelphia. We know the ceilings there. He's a, he's a talented young pitcher that when he puts a game together, he can have big games. Um, is he in consideration here or... I mean, are you just a little worried about the matchup? Yeah, the, the problem is the, the four pitchers at the top of this slate are not that much more expensive than him, and they're just so much better. Um, it's not even that I – I mean, I don't like the matchup, but matchup kind of doesn't matter for Gray. Like, he's one of those it's him versus himself. Um, it's just simply that we have just clearly better pitchers that are affordable. So – if I have to play somebody below 9K and I'm not playing a cheap dart, like I guess I'd say he's my favorite in this price range. But officially, no, I don't really plan to play any of them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the power at the top half of this lineup is righty. Um, he has been great against right-handed hitters this season. He still gives up a ton of fly balls. This game's in Philadelphia. It's definitely more of a power lefty ballpark. I mean, I think Schwarber has a great chance to hit a home run in this game. Hall probably has a great chance to hit a home run in this game. So if he could get around those guys, I mean, he could have a decent game. But, I mean, we're burying the lead here. Aaron Nola is so much better than anybody on this slate, in my opinion. Like, this is the elite pitcher that we've needed the last couple days. And with with Soto banged up, um, this lineup's just not 100% right now in general. 
This is a weak lineup, and Aaron Nola should just absolutely dominate this matchup. Yeah, he's so good and consistent. Like, the innings are just as baked in as they come. I mean, he's going seven or eight innings every start, strikeout per inning, even against, like, whatever Washington has as far as kind of low strikeouts is made up for by just a horrendous lack of power. Um, So he's either going – if he's not striking out a bunch of guys, he'll just throw a complete game and no hitter. So, I, yeah, I, I love the matchup. Um, great pitcher. 10-1. It, it's weird in general just looking at the pricing on this slate and you realize it's the same prices as, as the guys from Tuesday. Um, but these pitchers are four times better. Um, so, yeah, play Nola. Yeah, he's the top um, price pitcher on both FanDuel and DraftKings, but I think he is worth the price of admission today. Um, especially if Soto is not back in the lineup, that's the biggest bat that you have to get around here. And with Soto out and DD banged up, I mean, there's no walks in this lineup. There's added strikeouts. Um, so yeah, I love Aaron Nola in this spot. I have zero interest in the Washington bats, even if Soto plays, um, with the calf injury, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily even want to touch him at 5,600 against Nola. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even get here if I do 150. um, I might not even even throw in a, a token stack here. Yep. Um, I mean, Philadelphia, I have some interest in Schwarber and, like, Hall. Um, Schwarber is 51. He's not, like, fully priced as an elite hitter. But, I mean, Derek Hall has a lot of power, and he's 2,800. If you want a cheaper first baseman with some power, it's just – I don't want to necessarily, like, go out of my way to pick on Josiah Gray. But if I am going to take guys, it's going to be the lefties. Yeah, this is like a, a secondary either spend up on Schwarber, take the cheap haul, like you say, or do like this will be a stack for me pretty early on just because of how great can go bad. Um, if his control is off, then all of a sudden he gives up three homers and he's out after four innings and it's also an attackable bullpen. So I do I do like the stack a good bit. Um but you know, more likely I'm gonna play for assuming that he pitches pretty well as usual against the righties. And I don't really want to pick on him. Um, like I'm not going to play a bunch of Hoskins and real Muto and Castellanos on their own. Yeah. I, I think the only way I'm getting Hoskins, Hoskins, Castellanos and real Muto is going to be in a stack. Um, and you're just kind of hoping that they get on and haul, haul smacks them in. <laughs> We're moving on. We got the Yankees at Pittsburgh, no total in this game. Severino's in, in line to start, and it sounds like Mitch Keller is going to pitch for Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm sure we'll see a line. I'm sure the Yankees are going to be a big favorite in this game. Um, any interest here in Severino going up against Pittsburgh? Yes. Um, this is where it gets tricky. I mean, we've got basically four superstar aces on this slate. Um, Severino is not Aaron Nola, but he does have the same upside. Like when Severino's at his best, he is also a guy that can go seven innings, strike out 10 batters. Like, and we've seen him at his best several times over the last month. Um, he's it, all you can say is, well, he's not Aaron Nola, but he's great and he's in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, yeah, I have a lot of interest, um, but he's certainly not, not the first guy in. Yeah, I don't know where I'd rank him today as far as like the top four guys. 
I think it's third or fourth. And yeah, it's going to be third for me. Uh, the strikeouts are there. There's plenty of strikeouts in the Pittsburgh lineup, but I, I've been talking about this a lot over the last couple of weeks. I mean, they've made some big call-ups and they have a lot of young, talented hitters in this lineup now. This is not the same Pittsburgh lineup we had earlier this year. They're patient, they have power, but they still strike out. So my only concern here with Severino is that Pittsburgh will throw seven or eight lefties at you. And he is a guy that really his strikeout rate is very splits, very splitsy. Um, he tries to throw more changeups, doesn't use the slider as much against lefties. And his strikeout rate goes from 35% against righties to 20% against lefties. So that's my biggest concern with Severino. And that's kind of why I have him third or fourth today um, out of the four studs. Listen, at the end of the day, it's still in Pittsburgh and he probably still pitches really well here. I just, I mean, I'm nitpicking because we do right. have. Yeah, you, you, you have to nitpick at some point. Um, yep. And he, he's clearly not Nola, um, especially in a matchup against, I mean, it could be entirely lefties um, if they wanted it to be, but at least probably seven. Yeah, I think, I mean, they'll probably let Hayes still hit leadoff, but I mean, they rolled eight lefties out against Jamison Tyon yesterday. Um, and I made the mistake of still trying to play Tyon. So. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered, cheese, because it was going to be Kopech if the weather was okay, and yeah. that wouldn't have worked out. So, I mean, I yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't matter, but it should it should matter tonight when like somebody's gonna gonna put up thirty points, if not forty. Mitch Keller, other side of this game, just not big big <sighs> ceiling. Uh, I mean, he can go out and have solid games, generate ground balls, get out of some jams, um, but. The interesting thing for me on Keller is more of like on the bat side. He's only allowed six home runs in, in 70 innings this year. He does a good job of limiting home runs and generating ground balls, but I have zero interest in Keller against the Yankees today. Yeah, there's no chance that I'll have Keller. Um, like, I, I want him to get there. I still think he will. You know, check back in a year. I, the guy has to get there, but he's not there, and no chance I'm playing him. Um, Yankees bats. Uh, listen, I threw caution into the wind yesterday on the Yankees bats. I know a lot of people like the Yankees and Jose Quintana, man. He just keeps doing his thing. It's crazy. Um, yeah. but he like, as weird as it is, like Quintana is a way better pitcher than Mitch Keller right now. Yep. And, and it's not even like Quintana. He's just, he's, he's, I mean, generating ground balls. Yankees bats. Um, I mean, they're a stacker fade team for me. They're a stacker fade team for me most days. I don't love the the Pittsburgh ballpark. Um, Rizzo's banged up right now. He's dealing with like a little bit of lower back issues. So if he's out of the lineup, you know, you could potentially get a cheaper bat up towards the top of the order, like Matt Carpenter at uh, 3,700. Is that, do you say? Interesting. Yeah. Listen, and I know you like Carpenter just as much as I do. <laughs> But how awesome is it to see like him have like, we'll call it a second chance, a second chance here in New York, just kind of going out and doing his thing, man. It's um, so glorious. I, I I love it more. He was than never I a bad hitter. In a long time. He was no. never a bad hitter. The one thing I'll say, he sucked batting leadoff, and St. Louis kept trying to and bat in, him leadoff. In in several spurts, he was absolutely elite. Um, I mean, I, I love the guy. I'm so glad it's happening. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the Yankees bats here. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like Keller, while he like he's not good, he's also not really bad. 
um, at least as far as getting hit hard and in the air. Um, I mean, I'll always play a little judge and Stanton just because. Um, and if I'm going to play one-offs, they're going to be guys who hit fly balls, which that's what Carpenter does. That's what Torres does. So, like, those guys will be in my pool um, for MME. But, um, yeah, mostly it's uh, stack or fade. I want to see what the umpire is. Um, Keller is a guy that can struggle with command sometimes. So if you get extreme hitters umpire that's going to have a tighter zone, could benefit the Yankee stack. Pittsburgh bullpen, bottom five bullpen in baseball this season. So the stack could easily work here, even in Pittsburgh. If this game was in Yankee Stadium, the Yankees would be a top three stack on the slate. Um, right. the ball, ballpark matters. Uh, any interest in the Pittsburgh bats here? Um. No, like I, in general, I've, I've been playing them a fair amount, um, but this is not a slate you need to pick on Severino. Um, I, I will, like if I do 150, yes, I'll get to Pittsburgh, um, yeah. but not in like 20 lineups now. I think if you get to 150, you have to get some Pittsburgh here. I think Severino is going to get some ownership today. And like we talked about, they can go eight lefties here. His numbers a lot worse against lefties than they are righties. So this is one of those like hedge stacks that actually could work patient offense, much more power in this lineup right now with Cruz and Swinzinski. Reynolds is always a good hitter. Vogelbach adds power. So, I mean, I don't think it's crazy if you're playing a bunch of lineups today to get some Pittsburgh. All right. Yeah. We got... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I play them way ahead of Washington, like we were talking about in the last call. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that, that's, yeah. I agree 100%. Rays and Red Sox, nine total in this game. Red Sox, a slight favorite here at 130. We got Corey Kluber and we got Brian Bello making, I'm pretty sure this is his debut. Um, let's talk Kluber first. Any interest in Kluber here um, against my Sox? Uh, that will be a negative. Uh, totally f- fine pitcher, but this is just like this slate just doesn't allow for much fine pitching in the mid tier. Um, Bello is three thousand dollars too cheap today for yes. his ceiling. Like he, I feel like it will be like even talking about Aaron Nola. I feel like we're almost burying the lead just because of the salary here. So I'm a Sox fan. This guy, top five prospect in the Red, Red Sox organization, top 50 in baseball. This dude has electric stuff, electric stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, he started the season in double A. They quickly moved him up to triple A in triple A this season. He, he's at 34% Ks. You worry a little bit um, about the walk rates, but the thing that I like so much about this young kid when I was reading about him he generates ground balls on top of generating strikeouts because he has such a good fastball slider combo. They say he has like a three pitch mix with that changeup too, where like, this is a guy that in five years could be in the conversation as like elite aces. So I, I mean, against a high strikeout raise team, five K he's the cheap pitcher I'm looking at today. Yeah. So what you'll read uh, when the musings come out today is me saying basically if every pitcher below the top four was the same salary, Bellow would still be my favorite of any of them. Yeah. So uh, with, with the salary, it's ridiculous. Um, I would play him ahead of Josiah Gray straight up the same price and certainly ahead of Kluber and any of these other guys. So um, 
yeah, like who knows? His first start, he could have command issues. You 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 can't guess these things, but huge strikeouts with ground balls, like you say, is fantastic, and I love it, and it's too cheap, and I'm playing a ton of them. I mean, it also helps they face in the Rays, right? They're not a yeah. huge walk team in general, um, especially against right-handed pitching. So, and they're a massive ground ball hitting team. Like, yeah, that's fact, that's the thing that I noticed yeah. first is like everybody's fifty to fifty-five percent ground balls. Like, it, there's so much to like about this. I know, like that's why I said I think he's three K too cheap. Um, yep. And really quick, just I wanted to look on Fanduel. I had it up. Um, he's six K on Fanduel. We don't typically punt pitcher at FanDuel, but I think if you're running 10-plus lineups, you're getting bellow on some teams on FanDuel today. Um, Absolutely. The skill set is it, – it's there. You know, it's his first start, and you never know. You have first start jitters, but I, I like everything about the matchup. Jeez, I, I like the ground balls. I like the fact that, like, this is not a walk team. Um, the first three or four guys don't strike out, but the bottom half of this lineup is, like, combined 30% plus, so – Bellow could have a big game, and he's definitely one if you're on the betting side of things that I'd be shopping um, some strikeout props here because, I mean, in 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 AA, AAA combined this year, the dude has 114 strikeouts in 85 innings. So uh, with that being said, Rays bats, I'm struggling to, to like the Rays, and I know it's a young pitcher making his debut, but everything that we just said, they don't really walk. They're a bunch of ground ball hitters against a guy that has profiled as a ground ball pitcher. I mean, you could always make an argument um, for Paredes and Franco, but I think I'm I think I'm just going to go in on Bello here and, and play him in this spot. Yeah, um, I, I will have like one hedge stack against him just because I'm playing so much Bello, and it, it's a kid – who might have control issues. So it, it's conceivable. Um, but no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on the bellow side here. Uh, as far as the Red Sox go, you know, Clory Kluber, I mean, he just, he does give up a lot of hard contact and fly balls expecting, you know, Devers to be back in the lineup here. I think the Red Sox stack is, is very much in play. I think Xander Bogarts at 45 is a really good price. Um, Check J.D. Martinez on Yahoo. He was like $11 on Tuesday. I know they move their salaries a lot, but, I mean, I like that price a lot. What are your thoughts here on Boston? Yeah, I love them. Um, seems like they'll probably go, not overlooked, but probably not played enough just because Kluber has that name recognition and he used to be great. Um, and they're expensive. So... I'm happy to play Devers Martinez story on their own. Um, I'm happy to stack them together. You'll have to play a couple of cheap guys to make a stack work, which is, is totally fine. You never know for sure what the lineup will look like, but um, you know, Cordero Dahlbeck, uh, some, someone like that is, is completely fine to put in, in stacks. St. Louis at Atlanta eight total in this game Braves, a, 200 favorites, Miles Mikolas against Max Freed. Solid pitchers here. Um, we'll go Miles Mikolas first. Any interest in him here at 87 going up against Atlanta? Just just can't even consider it. Um, very good real life pitcher, but at, at that salary on this on this slate, it's it's a easy no thank you. I think it's one of those things where like I probably don't play Mikolas, but I probably don't stack against him. Yep. Like I respect the the talent. I just don't think DFS wise today he pays off eighty seven hundred. 
you look at his big games this year, you know, it was against Tampa and Pittsburgh makes a ton of sense when you think about the matchups and how they are against right-handed pitching and um, Max Freed on the other side of this game. I kind of have some interest in, in Freed today, but I am a little concerned about it's that top three, right? It's Yepes, it's Goldschmidt, it's Arenado. Um, I mean, just so much talent in Goldschmidt and Arenado that if he can get around those two guys, he could have a solid game. He's kind of why I was like third and fourth for Severino. I'm not going to like uh, Javier is my number two today and we'll get to him. Um, but yeah, I, I think Freed is playable depending on how many teams you make today. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Um, if you, you assume Nola is one and Javier is two, and then because of the price, Bellow is three, then you've got to be in a ways before you start playing Freed and or Severino. And I still think I ever so slightly prefer Severino. Although, I mean, I, I can go either way with that one. Um, I'm going to play him um, a little bit, but like, I have to just call him a, a great leftover because he's not Nola and he's not Javier and he's not cheap like Bellow. Yeah. I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly. You know, Max Reed is a great real life pitcher, but at the end of the day, he still has a 24% K rate, elite walk rate. Um, he's, he's very good. And like, I think both of these pitchers today in this, in this game, two really good pitchers. Um, I mean, this game has an eight total in Atlanta in the summer, you know, balls fly in Atlanta in the summertime. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk bats. Anything here on the St. Louis side? Uh, not really. I mean, you can play Goldschmidt and Arnado anytime you want, even against a really good lefty, but basically no. I mean, their skill sets definitely warrant, again, like it would depend on how many lineups you're building, but no one's playing them today. And I mean, these are, when you're looking at the numbers, Goldschmidt 390 ISO, 570 WOBA, Arnado 430 ISO and Woba, both of them over 40% hard hits, and they both hit the ball up in the air. So profile-wise, I mean, they do profile well, and no one's going to play them today. Don't know if I play them together or just as one-offs and chase the home run, but I think both of those guys are playable depending how crazy you want to get contrarian-wise. Atlanta, yeah, I mean, I just... (laughs) The thing about Atlanta is they're one of the hottest teams in baseball. They're hitting everything right now. So I'd be crazy to say, hey, you can't stack Atlanta. But, I mean, I don't expect it to work. Miles Mikolas generates a ton of soft contact. He has one of the better hard-to-soft contact ratios in baseball, a stat that enough people don't talk about. Um, And it's all against righties where he's good, which is where all the Braves are. Yeah. So I I, I struggle to play Atlanta here, Cheese. That's where I'm at. Like, um, no discount either. They're expensive. Yeah, it's just, I mean, sure, it's Atlanta. You're allowed to play them anytime. Um, they're they're pretty far down my list. Um, I, I will I will play Olsen in the mix a little earlier on. Um, but then it's just uh, deep tournament stacking. All right, we got Kansas City at Houston, a game that I've been waiting to talk about. 
Eight and a half total in this game. The Astros are a 275 favorite. Brad Keller going up against uh, Christian Javier. Any interest here in Brad Keller? <laughs> Thank you for asking, but no. Hey, it's my job. Yeah. Bring up everybody. Um, <laughs> you're doing you're doing a great job. It's just <laughs> such a weird slate where there's this huge swath of pitchers that just there's just nothing you can even say about them on this on this slate. Yeah, and and I mean I'm going back to the well on Houston here. You know they they have eight runs as we're recording right now. And the game's not over against uh, Granky and then Javier. I mean I haven't missed two today. Like he's starting to put it together and. I mean, he's done it against two really good offenses last time out, the last two times out. And when I'm chasing ceiling in tournaments, I know this dude's capable of a big ceiling. He has a 40% K rate, 43% K rate against righties this year. I just, I mean, I still think Nola's one, but I think Javier is is right there as, a, a, you know, ceiling-wise as number two. Yeah, what, what's crazy is that it's not even – that's surprising that he struck out 27 batters in the last two games. I mean, of course, that's a lot, but like the talent has always been there. Um, I mean, he has, he was well over 30% strikeouts even before that. Um, and against a team like KC, even if he doesn't get that crazy amount of strikeouts, he would have to have a lot of bad homer fly ball luck to, to be a disaster. Um, the thing about extreme fly ball pitchers is they get a lot of easy outs. Um, and if he gives up a solo home run or two, I mean, whoop de do. So, yeah, he's, he's the clear number two for me as well. Yeah, I mean, a couple home runs is fine if you're striking out a ton of people. Um, all right. I know I don't really have any interest in the Kansas City bats. Even I, I think Javier will get some ownership today, but. I mean, Wits 53, Perez is on the IL. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm playing Kansas City today. Nah, I don't think it's really that necessary. Um, I might throw Asquantino in a lineup at some point, um, but basically no. Um, Houston. I want a refund on Alvarez not hitting a home run against Grinky. Um I really he struck he was, out. Do you believe he struck out? That was I unbelievable. <laughs> I, I saw that. Um, give me your thoughts here on Houston. I uh, love them. Um, you know, Keller is also one of those. He's kind of like a, well, he's kind of like a Mitch Keller, honestly. Like, he's not really horrendously terrible. Like, he kind of keeps the ball on the ground. Doesn't really get hit that hard all the time. But against, against lefties, the, it's more or less neutral batted balls. Um and the strikeouts are low to both sides. Um, I mean, Alvarez and Tucker have a huge advantage here. And then the righties uh, with his low strikeouts, um, they're going to get plenty of chances. And uh, yeah, I think they get to them early and often. And uh, I love everything here with most obviously like everyone else, Alvarez and Tucker. All right. Yeah. I like Houston a lot today. Um, they're one of my favorite stacks. I like the spot a lot. I think they can crush Keller. Anyway, San Francisco, Arizona, Alex Cobb going up against uh, Merrill Kelly. Nine total in this one. Giants a slight favorite here at 125. 
Alex Cobb, 7,600 going up against Arizona. Um, any interest here in Cobb? No, because of the slate. Like, this is a weird little game where, like, both of these pitchers are okay. Um, and there are times and slates where I like them, but this is not, this is not it. My my biggest thing for Cobb is I think Bello has more ceiling twenty six hundred dollars less. Yeah, yeah. At the same salary, I would play Bello first without yeah. any question. So that's where I struggle. Um, and honestly, like Arizona is a team too that they're better than the numbers say. Um, they walk a lot. They're very patient. So I think Cobb is okay. I just I don't know. I think he's okay. And and that's kind of where where I'm at on him. And then, you know, Kelly on the other side of this game, the Giants platoon so much and he struggles so much with the left-handed hitters that I, I struggle to get a lot of Kelly here or any Kelly really um at seventy two hundred in this matchup. Yeah, he's not gonna make one of my lineups. And it's not because he's not a pretty good pitcher. It's just this is not the day you need him. Um, bats here. Um, Jock Peterson is so expensive, but he profiles <laughs> so good in this spot. It looks it looks so great, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I mean, him and Yaz uh, really kind of stand out to me. Belt. I think there's better first base plays, but if I'm stacking, I probably get Belt in there. Um, Lamont Wade is back up with the club. He's he's thirty six hundred. I could definitely see like a secondary um, San Francisco stack here. Yeah, that's where I see it. it I, I like it better as a mini stack, put two or three of these guys together. Um, like Kelly is not often going to get shelled. Um, now the, the bullpen can get shelled, um, but then there's always that pinch hit risk with anybody, which kind of hurts the full stack anyway. Um yeah, I think I'm mostly going to get Jock and Yaz as, as much as I can. And then, you know, maybe if I need one more to fill out a lineup, um, maybe I'll add to them a little bit. But mostly just uh, sort of mini stack home run hunting. Yeah, I think that's where I kind of end up on them. Because, I mean, they're, the guys I want to play are pretty pricey. So I think it'd be like a secondary stack for me. Um, the Arizona Bats against Cobb. This is where I like I'm on the fence with Cobb because he doesn't typically get blown up. He doesn't typically give up a lot of home runs. He had a rough stretch there uh, against the Mets and Rockies, but this is one of those scenarios where I kind of hope it's just like maybe he gives up two or three runs and doesn't strike out a ton. Um, yeah, the, the mo- that's the most likely outcome when you look at it is five innings, two runs, no homers. Like it's not good enough for him. It's not good enough for bats against him. I like Peralta at 35. I think the price on Peralta is super fair at 3,500. Um, I just, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm stacking Arizona here. I, I don't think this is a spot where I'm stacking Arizona. No, nah, they're, they're really far down the list. Uh, might, might not make it at all. All right. We got Rockies and Dodgers to finish this out here. No total in this game. It does sound like Mitch White will pitch. Um, yeah, it just sounds like they moved him back a day. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, 
And then it sounds like Jose Arena is going to make a, a spot start here. I just saw that. Like, what? what is happening? Yeah, I mean, he was with, what was it, Milwaukee to start the year? Yeah, he made like three relief appearances for Milwaukee, which I don't even know why he was ever there. But um, I kind of, I didn't really ever expect we'd see him make another start in, in the big leagues. Yeah, he's not even been pitching in like triple A, it doesn't seem. I don't know why I don't know why this is who they decided to go pick up. Um, he's he's made a couple of bad triple A starts. Like he's not even yeah, he's not even good enough to pitch a triple A right now. He's getting the Dodgers. Like I'll 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 save you the trouble. We're not playing Jose Arena today. Um <laughs> oof. Mitch White. I don't think I can do it. I think I would play Cobb before I played Mitch White today if I was going to play some women's yeah. French. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish he would have pitched yesterday because um, we needed him, and he would have outscored all these other jabronis in, in that range. Um, but but tonight, no. It's, it's just not necessary. Yeah. Jose Quintana, still highest scoring pitcher at 23. <laughs> Kikuchi. Goodness gracious. Well, I mean, Drew Hutchinson scored almost 15 fantasy points. So, yeah, it, you know. it's uh, like I feel I feel pretty great about my Spencer Howard lineups where he has positive points. Way to go, man! Yeah, um, I mean, you could have been like me. You could have recommended Cal Quantrill yesterday. He's five point fantasy points. So, anyway, uh, yeah, what Kikuchi end up like? He's at like negative eight or something. Like it's yeah. just one of those days, right? Yeah, there was names. just nothing. There's just some days there's just no one there, and you can't pull them out of nowhere because they don't exist. All right. Um, Rockies bats uh, against Mitch White. Anything standing out to you here? Uh, just barely, sort of. Like it, Mitch White is probably pretty good. Um, but he'll, I mean, he's not also really great. Like, I don't mind playing like a crone or Rogers or McMahon or something. Um, but I can't give any priority to anything. Um, it's like of, of these teams we've sort of glossed over, like I probably get to Colorado before I get to like Arizona. Um, certainly before I get to Washington, like they're not like dead last on the list, uh, but I, I don't have, I don't see any reason to want to play them. All right, Dodgers. Um, I I don't even want to bury the lead here. They're the they're my favorite stack on the entire slate. Um, oh yeah, and it's always great cheese when the Dodgers are like that ten o'clock game by themselves because uh, for some reason people love seeing their scores at like seven o'clock and they don't typically like the Dodgers will still get ownership here because it's an eight game slate, but they they're not going to be as highly owned as they should be. Yeah, I feel like they'll, they will be the chalk, but you're yeah. right. When it's the late game, especially, you know, a lot of times we don't get the lineup before lock, which would be great. Like you almost have to root for that. Um, but like, this is the reason why I said earlier, like the Red Sox are going to be sneaky at their prices mm-hmm. um, because it's just so much easier to play the Dodgers. And I think it's clearly good chalk. Um, and I think you just root for a late lineup and even a funny lineup, like root for it to come out late and then bets not be in it. And then, you know, you sort of rearrange. Um, I don't care who's in the lineup. I'm going to play them. Love the Dodgers today. 
Um, Muncy just had a home run as we were talking. Um, but yeah. he has a low batting average. I was told he cannot hit home runs. Yeah, home runs. He's batting like 160. Oh, and back to Judge. He's hitting like 280. Good for Aaron Judge. Um, I'd still prefer the 29 home runs over the 280 batting average. So his batting average is so high because he hits so many home runs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love the Dodgers here. I think anybody that's in this lineup is playable. Um, they're a stack where like if you do think they're gonna be popular, you can you can build so many different stacks with the Dodgers because the, the bottom half is good too. Um Lamb has power, Bellinger has power. Lux, while he hasn't shown it a ton this year, he's a guy with some pop. You can build a bottom half stack, you can build a top end stack, but yeah, I mean Mookie Betts still forty five hundred. He's still way underpriced. Um, love this spot for Freddie Freeman. And I mean, the, the guy that gets lost in the Dodger stack so much is Trey Turner. And he's a guy with double stolen base, double power home run upside. Um, he's so good. So if you're stacking them, I'd definitely make sure you get Trey Turner in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I got nothing else to add as far as the Dodgers. I think this is just a phenomenal spot. Yeah, just play them. Like, obviously, the and and some a lot of people won't because yeah they're uh, I, I can't play the best team if someone else plays them. I love DFS. Yeah, it's just one of those spots where you just you really at the end of the day just don't overthink playing the Dodgers today. Uh, and like that's it's kind of how I look at it. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. We are going to use uh, DraftKings pricing and scoring. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? I mean, I, I, will, I will take the only viable option, and obviously, Bellow. Listen, you come on my podcast, and you take my Red Sox guy. Yeah. Um, don't ask me a question if you don't want me to answer it. No, I love it. You can, yeah. have, you can have Spencer Watkins. No, I think <laughs> – honestly, I think, the, I think the answer – to who can do it is probably Alex Cobb. He's a guy that has, he's capable of like seven, eight strikeouts in a game. So I, I think Alex Cobb will be my answer, but I'm with you hundred percent. I think the best option over six strikeouts under 8k is Bellow. Um, over 8k to score under 15 DK points. Who's your bus today? Um, I'm going to say Josiah Gray gets uh, blown up with, with home runs early. Yeah, I think Miles Mikolas is mine. I think Josiah Gray and Miles Mikolas in this range just don't make a ton of sense um, with the talent and the ceiling of some of these guys up above them. So, yeah, I'm with you on those two guys. Over 4K to go yard today. Who do you got hitting a home run? Um, I will take Jordan Alvarez. Hey, I take I took him yesterday. He didn't hit a home run, though. I want a refund. Um, I'm not going to say any of the Dodgers. It's very clear that I love the Dodgers today. Um, I'm going Jock Peterson goes yard against Kelly today. Oh, he does. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you like as a cheap bat to get on base a couple times today? Two hits. Let me, um, let me look at this here. Um, you know, Oh, I didn't look at this game here. There was something that had to be the answer. Um, I'll try to be. Uh, I, I just have to take Cody Bellinger. I like it. 
Um, I, I thought there was like a lock of the century for you, though. And I'm very shocked that you did not pick him. So I will take him, you know, to share our love for Matt Carpenter, 3,700 to get two hits today. If it was a who hits a home run under 4K, he, he's why can't he the just hit two guy. home runs? Well, he might. He might. Um, <laughs> if it was in New York, the two home runs would be guaranteed. I lean towards thinking he only hits one in Pittsburgh. Um, what a great ballpark, a home ballpark for Matt Carpenter. Oh, like, let me sign with the Yankees and go to Yankee Stadium. Um, solid, but um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Um, okay, I, I will. I will pass on on the obvious there. Yeah, we're gonna leave the Dodgers out. We both yeah. agree the Dodgers are up there. We'll leave them out. We'll call them cores today, and we'll go off the yeah. board. And I think I'll leave out the second most obvious to me too. And I'll go um, with Texas. I like that. I'm actually going to go to the other side of that game. I'm going to go Baltimore. Um, we are on the same page when it comes to that game today, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's it, Dave. Always um, a great time. What is it? Monday through Friday. Um, you can find the musings with Roto-Grinders Premium. Um, I'm not just saying it because you're my friend, but it is a must read every single day. It is you listen to this podcast and leave the art, read the article at the same time and you get your morning started on the right foot. Um, you do expert survey a lot. You're in crunch time all the time. We appreciate you, buddy. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, thanks for having me. It's always great to talk to you talking baseball and um, yeah, should be a, should be a good slate. Yeah. It's always fun to do podcast with you because i mean we look at a lot of the same stats um we lack a lot of the same stuff so it's always fun but yeah i like to schedule you like once a month we get to catch up and talk maverick and make fun of dean and that's always fun so yes oh <laughs> dean with the worst take of all time oh what a terrible take that's gonna wrap it up for wednesday we'll be back thursday talking more baseball good luck everyone we'll see you then